Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Paranormal Roundtable. I'm your host, Josh Turner, and with me, as always, is... It's me, Sal, everybody. Sal. I'm happy to be here tonight, as always. Still has not changed his name. <laughs> oh, to, never, never, to, never. To you know how that goes. Mondo <clears throat> Salrician. Salrician, yeah. But we're hoping, We're ho- fingers crossed. Uh, so today, last episode, last uh, time we were on, we were talking, I had said before... That we that we had some little people stories. Yeah, I mean, and some and the one or two that I had out of the backbone. Well, I, I was backbone. I was I was hoping, you know, I was hoping that uh, these little people stories we could have gotten them in, but obviously we couldn't. But hey, guess what? We're getting them in today. We're getting them in today. And, and yeah. little people. Let me just talk about the little people. We're talking elves, dwarves, that kind Wendy, of thing. Um, imps. Any kind of little people, leprechauns, goblins, some people call them trolls. Now, yeah. goblins and trolls, I could do a show just on based on that, the gnomes. You got stories um, for that? I got stories for all of that, absolutely. But 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 I don't know what to call them or classify them. I know that there is an area up in northern uh upstate New York, yes. I think it is. And it's called uh it's a triangle. I can't remember the name of it. Um but anyway. There is there there are legends of these uh, little creatures. Are you referencing the Bridgewater? The triangle? Bridgewater Triangle. Yeah. My mind was like, well, yeah, the Bridgewater Triangle. Absolutely. In fact, folks, there's a documentary on uh, Amazon Bridge- Prime. Oh wow! About the Bridgewater Triangle, and it is a really neat uh, show. It's a good uh, show about the Bridgewater well, Triangle. I'm sure Chris Edge knows about that. Oh, I'm sure he does. Um, the the creatures up there, though, I can't remember the name of what they were called. But uh, we'll get that. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, we're gonna plug our emails: doswolfman88 at gmail dot com. Send us your stories. If anybody has a story out there, doswolfman88 at gmail dot com. Oh yes, D A S W O L F M A N eight eight at gmail dot com. Yes, sir. And as always, you know, we're spelling it out so that way you get it correct. We're not insulting your intelligence because that's not what we're doing. We just want your story. If you got a story, we want to hear it. That way, we can put it on the show, and we'll get to it as fast as we can. So, with that said, what do we got tonight, Wolf? Uh, like I said, the uh, the little people. <sighs> Which one's the first one? I'm ready to hear it. Um, the, the well, the first thing we're gonna do. I'm gonna. I have a really quick. I know that you guys want to hear the stories about these little people. I have a quick UFO story. Oh, well, hey, let's. Real, it's let's not gonna put it you out know, there. I just wanted to, just so you guys know, because there's people saying, hey, you don't do UFOs. Well, yeah, we do. Yeah. And this is re- really close to here. Uh, a person that I that I talked to out of Kyle, oh, yeah. Texas. It's not far from here. And they were, this was uh, about 20 years ago, they said, living way out in the country. But now it's like there is no country out there. It's, it's all sprawl. Urban no country sprawl. for old men. There's no country for any man out there. It's all just <laughs> urban, urban sprawl, sprawl bro. Yeah, man. But- she said that they, that they lived out in the country and that they were driving home from Austin, heading heading home. And I'm not going to give the too much of the location because I don't want them being, you know, whatever. And so there was her and her daughter and there was no missing time or anything like that. But this craft, I guess you could call it, they saw it kind of streak across the sky and then stop. Oh. And then it then it started to be, to grow as she said larger it got closer and closer to their vehicle oh, man. and then there was like a light that went through her vehicle and it went over the top of their vehicle and she they were blinded literally they oh, couldn't oh, see 
And so they just kind of pulled over to the side of the road. And I asked her over and over again, if, did you experience anything like missing time? Was there any kind of, she said, no, not that she was aware of. It was like, they just scanned her. Yeah. And then it was like, poof, it was over. Really? Wow. Yeah. And, and I, and she did not know which direction it went. It was just like, it was gone. Like it almost like it disappeared. Like it got sucked into the sky. That's, that's, that's crazy. So that, that one was a, a crazy one. And I had, she had just reminded me. Um, that I had said at one point that I would like to talk about that one day. And wow. so I was, t- <laughs> yeah. so that, I, I don't know what I would do if something came down and started scanning me with a light. I don't, ooh, because you know, to me, we're like ants. <laughs> yeah. We're it's very diminutive to the- <laughs> compared to what they say those craft are, you know? Yeah. And I tell you what, you know, that, that's really interesting. I got a quick one for you. There's a guy that I know that he told me that when he used to work out, you know, in the oil fields out in West Texas, New Me- in Eastern New Mexico area, he said that one night, and this is how short the story is. He said he was driving home from, you know, having been out on the job site for two straight weeks. So he's driving home. He said it was late in the evening and he was going down this long highway. And of course, out in West Texas, East New Mexico, you got long straightaways out there, right? He said he was doing about 70 miles an hour. And all of a sudden, this light came out. And he could see it, and it kept up with him. And he said, I tried to speed up. He said, I went up to 75, almost 80 miles an hour. He said, it was stayed right with me. He said, I watched it for, for a little short time. And the next thing you know, he said, that thing just shot off to the right. He wow. Said, and he said, it was gone. He And the guy told, told me, he said, yeah, I went home, told my wife, and she thought I was crazy. He goes, but I swear up and down, that's what happened to me. Wow. That's I was like, wow. <clears throat> my, hair, my guy that does my hair. Yeah. My barber, uh-huh. he told me that he hadn't seen a whole lot of stuff in his life. We've talked about my show and things like that. And he told me that he saw a UFO when he was like eight years old, seven, seven, eight years old. Wow. And that he got up to get a drink of water and he saw what looked like a bright star in the sky. And then mm-hmm. it just shot off real quick. And sh- and like it just like it, it, sh- it like shot off and like it was just took off real fast. And mm-hmm. then it just like appeared in another spot in the sky and then it was gone. Oh, man. And, you know, and how do you, because cause aircraft don't move that way. No, not not any conventional human man-made Nothing that thing we that have. we know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we're still stuck with, uh, you know, jet engines. All we've the, done only, f- the only person that can move like that that I've seen is Superman. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've seen him do it, too. I watched him in that that one where he fought Batman. Dude, he was moving like. <laughs> yeah. And then he, he him and that other guy was on their General Zod. <laughs> yeah. Whoo. <laughs> So so. Anyways, that 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 though, I, I I have no I have no confirmation whether or not Superman is actually able to do that, or if they're just doing that with some sort of tricks with the cameras. I'm gonna look into that though, folks. <laughs> uh, anyways, but we were talking about the Bridgewater Triangle, the Pugwudgie. That's what those little yeah. people are called. I was stammering earlier trying to figure out what it was. They're the Pugwudgie. So I'm gonna start you off with a, a story. Like I'm gonna tell you a quick story um, that I got. From the little people. Now, this to me, it looked like an elf. I don't know, you know, but an elf. I guess Th- there was there there was a there was a family that was camping up in Oregon, and there's a lot of nice, beautiful places to camp up in Oregon. Believe me, I've been up there several times, and <clears throat> they were camping up in Oregon, and the 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 daughter and the son were were playing or whatever near the the where they they were, they'd camped out, and the adults. There were four adults and two children. The adults were all sitting around at a, at a little makeshift table, and they were talking, and the children kind of wandered off. 
Oh. And and now, well, children they're playing. Children you know. wander off and they don't go call CPS. The pan the the the, the parents found them pretty quickly. <laughs> they said that they wandered off and and this was what was told to me by a woman. She said that her children saw a little skinny diminutive creature with blonde hair yeah. sitting on a stump holding what looked like a stick to its mouth. But oh. that it, they didn't hear uh, any music. But that it kept wow. putting it up to its mouth, and the dog seemed to be reacting. Like they had a do- a small dog with them, it was a I think a Jack Russell Terrier. Oh wow! And that the dog, like, was when when this thing would put the stick to its mouth, they didn't hear noises, but the dog apparently did. The dog would stop and kind of run around in circles, and then when it would stop and look at them, the dog would. Would continue to move toward the the little, the little creature, and then it would do it again, and then the dog would stop and kind of circle around. That's interesting to me because what I'm thinking is maybe there's a different frequency that this thing was playing on this flute or whatever you want to that, call it, but the kids could not pick up on it because well, we have dog whistles. Dogs can hear at a different frequency than we can, and yeah. that was odd. And so the dog, and then eventually it it just it it did it. It continually, and then the dog laid on the ground and rolled around, oh. and then this little person, uh, whatever you want to call it, elf, creature, which had pointy whatever. ears oh, and a pointy little nose, according to the kids, it continued to play the flute, I guess you want to call it, that silent little- walking backwards, and eventually disappeared into a tree. That's... That <laughs> wow, that's that's mind blowing, you know. And then, of course, the oldest kid was like eleven or ten or something, and the youngest one was like six, I believe. But I mean, I don't know. What do you make of that? That's a crazy story, folks. But anyways, that's a story that I got from from Oregon. And so, so on that um, video with the uh, Bridgewater Triangle, yeah, there was a guy who came on that show, and I I think he was on another show. I think it was Monsters and Mysteries or something. One of them. Shows on Destination America or something like yeah. that. And I remember watching something about him. And he was an, he was an older guy, and, and uh, he seemed like he was pretty, like, he was sincere. He was yeah. talking about what had happened to him. Speaking of the Pug Wedgies, I can't yeah. remember the name of the of the triangle or the creatures, but yeah. and I remember that he was on that video, though. And the Pug Wedgie, he was walking his dog. Yeah. And I remember that, that, that he ran into this, like, diminutive little creature. He said it was hairy. Mm-hmm. And it was short, and it was kind of standing out in the middle of the trail where he was walking. Now, this happened up in uh, New England, somewhere up in New England, uh, wherever the Bridgewater Triangle. I think it's around the New up, Jersey upstate area. New York or something yeah. like that? New Jersey area, somewhere around there. Is it? Is it New, I thought it was New yeah. York. I thought, I'm pretty sure it was- New the, Jersey, New York. They're right beside each other, real close. Well, upstate New York is not New Jersey. So no, 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 So, folks, not, if no. you at home want to look it up, because I don't want me or Sal to be like, y'all are lying. I don't no. know. You don't know. I don't know. Anyways, no. it's up there. And so the guy was walking and with his dog, and his dog kind of kind of stopped. And that just the, the story I remember was that one of these little creatures like was beckoning him, yeah. and he was saying "kier, kier, kier" like that. That's, and that's how the guy was saying that he was talking too. You can look this up, you know. And he said that that when he thought about it later on, he thought that it was saying come here oh. like but it was saying here here it was talking oh wow and then and it said it said chi won chu chi won chu and then he said that what he thought it was saying was mm-hmm. come here we want you Ooh. and that he saw it and it kept like trying to beckon to him you know oh man i know that 
that, that whole thing is weird. Like that kind of ties into, I know that the pug wedgies are like, it was like a native American myth. Yes. And that they are considered to be by the native Americans, like troublesome yeah, and like kind of mischievous and bad. And that I know that the whole fairy lore, and, and we're going to do an episode on that. Definitely. I got some stories for, for you about that, but that that's kind of tied into that where these little mischievous spirits, I know there was a book, um, about how you're not supposed to eat anything or drink anything when you encounter them because you'll miss time. Oh, and I actually that. have a guy that he gave me a story that that happened to him as a child. Wow. And, uh, so that, that was weird. Like, you know, this guy told me this story a long time ago, but, but that whole, that whole corridor I think is like, is full of those like pug wedgie stories and, and these the little people and, we're not so much going to talk about little people today as we're going to talk about little, little critters, creatures. little creatures, yeah. Or little people will be included. Little monitos. Little yeah, monitos, men, yeah. As the, as the Mexicans call them, little monitos. I know that there was another weird, this is just a real little tidbit. My my friend who is now a tattoo artist, he's a good friend of mine. He, in his house, he collected the uh, the little dolls, uh, the little, they're not dolls, they're, they're uh Kachina dolls, I think, where they're going. Maybe they are dolls. They're little Kachina dolls. Are you talking about the ones that stack on top of each other? No, no, no. Those are Russian dolls. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the, yeah, that's the right. Kachina dolls. I believe they're like some sort of Native American doll. Or okay, something. okay. Yeah. He's got. He had one in his house, and that it, and it. I might get him to talk about it one day because he also had some experiences in the, in the house. Oh, interesting. So maybe he can come on and just talk about a bunch of little paranormal stuff. But he had this. Uh, doll that was like a kachina doll and and it was like like a little man you know but it would mm-hmm. it would move oh that's, that's yeah weird. and like it would move from one shelf to another Whoa. and i know that his uncle had claimed that he saw it moving around so i thought that was kind of interesting it was like this uh, speaking of little men yeah little, little men little creatures yeah yeah and i know that i i had a buddy of mine years ago that that was ex-military real tough guy and um told me that when he was little kid yeah. that's like just a real quick story but he said that he saw like his little action figures move yeah which may be something a little different like spiritual or yeah something. i would yeah i would say that's spiritual yeah but he was like he, he said he would see these like some little small things move anyway the whole idea of something small and diminutive moving around that's not supposed to be is creepy to me just the thought you know? of that is <laughs> <laughs> gives me a little bit of the willies. It is creepy. Uh, and my cousin had a story where he said something about there was an electrical storm, but this ties into a Ouija board, but they saw something small. And folks, I'll, we'll talk about that story one day. We will get into that. I got to, because I, I want to get back with him about the details on that because he had a girlfriend at the time that was playing with Ouija board and all kinds of weird stuff happened. And mm-hmm. one of the things that happened was there was a small entity that started appearing oh that so yeah there's some creepy stuff out there but we're gonna get <laughs> we're gonna get going on some more stories so whatever happened to the guy with the puck on the on the bridgewater trip? yeah uh, well he's now the king of the puck <laughs> well i don't know if i'd try he's to be their leader king. dude if you go over there he's six a month no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding no no that, that that old guy he got away i mean like he didn't go with them obviously because yeah, yes. he's lived Obviously, folks, he didn't go with them, so it, he's living to tell the story. That's why I believe he's able to tell the story. I honestly think that if you do go with them, you're not seen again. Yeah. Or, or like the legends they say of the fairies or the fays, whatever. If you go with them, you won't be. You'll seen drink again. for a night, and then the next day it'll be seventy years in the future, kind of and thing, all yeah. your tax debt will be gone, <laughs> and you will not have to deal with any of the nightmares that are. I'm just kidding. 
No, seriously, no. I I hear that people have missing time, and and like I've had heard people were, were yeah a lot of strange... that's weird because the missing time thing is kind of like the whole UFO thing. Yeah, I, but it's hard to tell what entities have, whether technological or natural, abilities to to make you lose time. You know. Yeah, it's hard to maybe tell. maybe these little creatures have some kind of, or Magic. maybe he was dinner. Maybe they yeah. were going to take him and eat him. And I would say that would be the first thing that they were probably yeah, going to try well, he to was, do. He was smart, and he was like, I'm not going with you, dude. Yeah. And he's, you know, he left, especially considering that, you know. I thought you were going to tell me that the guy, you know, after all the talking and it was talking, it came up there and smacked him in the shin or in the knee or something. <laughs> with a shillelagh? You know? with a, with, yeah, with a stick or something. Yeah. Well, I got a story about that, too, but we're not going to get into that today. But that, all right. there's a, there's that, that's a bigger segment I'm going to do about a what, what a little girl was calling a leprechaun, an evil leprechaun. I can't wait to hear that one, brother. Yeah, and so, yeah, we'll get into that one day. That's going to be a whole other show. But the, the club, we were talking about the club. Yeah, you, you got to get into that story, brother. Maybe that's what the Pug Wedges want. They want him to go to the club. Okay, dude. Uh, <laughs> little creepy, little evil creatures. Creepy that's, that's, little... Some, that's, that's, I don't know. Where do you go with that? <laughs> little monitos, <laughs> yeah. as they say in Spanish. Duendes. Duendes. You know. Yeah, the, um, that was creepy. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, speaking of a club downtown, now I've talked to you before about some of the haunted, a lot of these clubs downtown folks on 6th Street, they're very old. The the club I used to work at used to be a, um, blacksmith. Oh, they, they had a blacksmith and then there was like another club I worked at that I didn't really work at that very much, very much. I, the, the club I was at was usually, was the home base, but the same people that owned and operated and they had one that used to be a stable. And one that was a brothel. And now there's one downtown, Hang'em High Saloon, that's just straight up haunted. And my my friend uh, Squid had some encounters down in, in there when he was bouncing there years oh, ago. Wow, this is yeah. The the restrooms, the restrooms have some weird stuff that happened. But that's that's ghost stuff. What we're going to talk about now? Oh, continue talking. Continue you talking about. <laughs> a friend of mine had a, what what I can only describe as a little goblin type Cre- creature that creature, would yeah. that would take ice out of the ice machine well hey that that qualifies as a little creature <laughs> a little creature a little critter and yeah. so so what ended up happening was one day we were talking a friend of mine he owned a club downtown on 6th street and he was telling me that they he had a manager that had ref- had quit abruptly out of that nowhere? had been there for about a month and a half and that wow. she was just not going to come back because she witnessed a strange entity. And now everybody knows I've always been kind of into these weird things. And so he told me. And so I got in touch with her. She ended up going and working at another bar. Now, let me just explain. Sixth Street is nothing but bars. Yeah. Nothing but bars and clubs and dancing and, and a lot of those buildings and drinking and fighting and whatever. And they got their own history. Huh? They sure do. And so I went and I talked to her and I'm not at liberty to say her name because I didn't get permission for that because she may still be working. Uh, I think she still worked on there part time. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, she actually had a story. She was she was there doing paperwork. She had she'd only been there for about six weeks. Oh, and she had already started hearing noises, like what she thought was something moving around in the back, something that was like making disturbing sounds. Like she thought one time she heard a sigh. Or, a, like or, a, or like a moan. Yeah. And she said it was kind of faint. And she thought it was coming from the wall. 
And in the office where that office was at, it was like right. It was there was like a little makeshift office. There was one door you go in, and then the other door goes out, and then right. then there's like a closet that has like a bunch of where they keep the the all this soda stuff syrup and, and all that. Yeah, all this stu- all this and then there was like stuff, a yeah. um, there was a I'm trying to remember how how what else it was like. A, they they kept like supplies, but then there was a door that went out to the right from there. So anyways, that that's where she was at and the doors were open and she she heard something in that back closet one, one day in particular and she was like, is that a rat? And then she thought maybe it was a ghost. Is this place haunted? What's going on with this? So she goes into that utility closet area and like I said, there was a door that went to the right. So yeah. And so she sees this thing come around the bar, a uh, little tiny thing, a little bitty she said it was like maybe the size of a rat, but it was on two legs, and it would. Well, yeah, we're looking at what maybe six to eight inches tall, maybe. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking like the size of like a He-Man action figure, maybe. Okay. <laughs> I don't about know. Six inches. Yeah. When she when she lifted up like the hands off the bar, yes, I would say six inches, but she kind of moved them up and down, and I'm like, okay, well, which is it? <laughs> and she's like, I don't know. It was it moved so quickly, but she said that. She said that it was moving really fast and it had like both of its arms out in front of itself and it looked like it was wearing like tattered clothing and it had a little red cap on its head. And and she's like, and she stopped at that point. She's like looking at me. I've known her for a long time. She's like, Wolf, I know you think I'm crazy. I said, no, I don't think you're crazy. I just want to hear your story. I'm not here to make fun of you. And because everybody knows I like to joke and laugh. She's Mm -hmm. like, why? I said, not here to make Did fun you of you. Explain to her that you've. Yeah, had I explained her that I collected cre- creepy stories, and I didn't. She's like, "What are you going to do with it?" I said, "I don't know. Maybe one day I'll publish it. I don't know." And she said, "Well, just don't say my name. That's fine." But I said, "Okay." So, anyways, she was telling me this, and she said that it it ran just really quickly on the ground, carrying what looked like an ice cube, like wow. a big piece of ice. <laughs> yeah. Must have been hot, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's funny because she did say it was it was summertime when this happened, and summertime in Texas well, is obviously, pretty brutal. Obviously, it it had figured out that you know this is ice. I get it from here. Normally, nobody ever sees it, so maybe that day was just maybe it was a little ice thief. Maybe well, it was, obviously it was, but you know, it, it's maybe really, it was maybe it was different ones. Well, yeah, and that was his turn to go get the ice. You never know. <laughs> how did he get up into the ice machine, though? I mean, he's so small. Like, Yeah, but who knows how well they can jump. I mean, there's the flea. The flea is teeny tiny, but can jump 13 feet, mm-hmm. you know, you know, in one So this thing can jump. jump like a flea? Quite possible. Well, not like a flea, but have the ability to jump. Just like, you know, the, the, the stories the fraggle, of the Fraggle, folks. If anybody you know? remembers the Fraggles <laughs> from the Fraggle, fraggle Rock. <laughs> I had a cousin that she was terrified of the Fraggles. Yeah. She wouldn't watch it. She was I like, got yeah. I got a family member whose daughter is deathly afraid of clowns, too. So this is all these fears. Well, clowns are creepy anyway. <laughs> yeah. you know? And I know we got some of that in future episodes. You got clowns like John Wayne Gacy. They, they hide <laughs> their face so they can murder people. Uh, now, th- this was just a weird encounter, but this isn't the only time I've heard of something like that downtown. Well, you know, it's understandable when you think about the, the age of the buildings and all that other good stuff. And, and even though you remodel, if you, I, common sense says you can remodel, but if you've never found, per se, the way these, you know, these little creatures come in and out, you could remodel something. And even if they do come in and out, and she said it, it looked like a, like a little 
the size of an action figure, like you said, a six-inch action figure, that implies that it is shaped the way we are, arms, legs. Humanoid shape. Yeah, humanoid shape. So Absolutely. who's to say they don't have little tools or maybe their little hands have little claws that are strong enough to rip through drywall or any of that? Other well, the thing was, now. she didn't get a good look at its face, and right. that was the, but that was the first time encounter, oh, wow. but she, there were more. Now, she said that that, that on, on a couple other occasions, she thought she saw something running in the corner of her eye. Mm-hmm. And then one day, she thought that she saw, and she's like, I thought I was losing my mind. She thought that she saw one of these things carrying something over its head. Oh. The same thing. And it like ran underneath her, and she looked and was like, whoa. And then she saw it. The mirror, There were mirrors on either side mm-hmm. of the walls, and she saw it in the mirror. Oh. And that there was like this weird-looking... Uh, crevice in in the wall that looked like it had been burrowed out kind of oh, yeah. uh-huh. and that it squeezed through there well if it was thin it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if yeah it was, I, I don't even she said that it looked really weird how it squeezed through it too like really? it was unnatural almost that's what she said and then that when that was all that she had told me but let's move on uh we have another uh, encounter uh same same district yeah. sixth street uh club and then i know another club owner that actually did something with like what with the sage yes had to actually burn sage because one of these critters about the same size was seen multiple times by bartenders that were opening the bar and had a couple different managers that had uh experienced this now the one manager i know him very well or i knew him very well and uh he had told me it didn't bother him like he said it didn't really bother him he was like i'd seen these things in the corner of my eye uh, saw one that ran up underneath a, a couch, and when he looked to, to under the couch, it was gone, like it disappeared. But there was a hole in the floor. Oh, so you know he, the, the, what you're saying. It sounds like to me. I mean, we don't know. Nobody really truly knows. Maybe they're able to really contort their body enough to where they could where they can a, slip in and out you know, yeah. a real small crevice. Who's to say that they can't? And who's to say they can't? You know, they can or cannot. It's just, but the fact is, we don't know. But I tell you what, in my opinion, I would leave that well, suggestion he, open. Here's here's another one that. I got for you. The same club. The other manager though told an even stranger story. He said that one night that he went to sleep uh, in the upstairs loft area they had a loft and and he got tired so he went to sleep mm-hmm. and uh dozed off and he woke up to hearing like all this scuffling you know scratching noises whatever and it sounded like there was some kind of commotion going on right and he clicks on the light there was a lamp right there there was a couch i guess is what, right. what was he was sleeping on and he clicks on the lamp and he sees a one of these little creatures in Mortal Kombat with a rat. Oh my god! And that they were struggling, and it had like what looked like a little sort of sharp, like nail-looking object, and oh. he was pushing like the rat back with it. Yeah, and the rat had something like the the claw had was on top of something that looked like a piece of bread. Oh, okay. so I don't know what you know. And he said it was it was crazy, and then this thing just like burned burned off you know took off real fast and went mm-hmm. into the wall and that the rat kind of went its own way and took the bread oh wow so that <laughs> i don't know dude that would have been quite that's pretty crazy that would have been a trip just sit there and watch that even for a second or two yeah and this guy he told me that story because the other manager had said and they told me several stories but they were all just real brief like the bartender right. seeing something in the corner of her eye 
Um, one one time, one of them claimed that you know the boxes would have this, like I was saying, the soda syrup. Yes. That, that that there was a little stab mark in one of them, and the soda syrup was dripping all over the floor. Oh wow! Like something had stabbed it with like a tiny, tiny little object maybe or like something. Something the size of a needle, maybe. Yeah. Something? Well, no, it, it, like a little stab mark. Right. So I mean, like it, it was like a sharp, like little little uh, knife. You know, oh. the way that it, it was, was it a slice. You know, the way. Down well, or I, a stab? like I said, I wasn't there, but I can tell you the way that it was described to me, and I can't show you people at home, but it was like. They just kind of held their fingers up, maybe a quarter inch, you know, like like right. a little stab wound, about oh, like that. Wow. So it wasn't a it wasn't a uh, pin prick, obviously, but right. it was a slit, you oh, know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And that there was soda syrup spilling out all over the place, and so mm-hmm. that was that was weird, and and it, and it obviously had had drained the bag to where the syrup was all over the ground. Gosh. Which I don't know if they were harvesting sugar. Well, <laughs> what you know, the heck hey. Is that? So what I mean, what do you make of that? I mean, that's some weird stuff, dude. And then uh we're gonna move along here. I'm gonna take you out to West Texas. Oh, hey. Yeah, Let's head out to West Texas with this story. A lot like of that. lot of crazy stuff in West Texas. A lot more than what people care to admit to, I'm I'm fairly certain. <laughs> well, yeah, there 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 was a there's a place out in West Texas as a little a little town uh called Marfa. Yes. Yeah, now Marfa my grandparents lived out there for a while, and I actually did a Dogman story about Marfa on a, on a show with, on Vic Cundiff's show, Dogman Encounters. I did a show uh, about Marfa, and, and so when I was a little kid, I would go out there to visit my grandparents in Marfa, and they lived in an adobe house. No, oh, they still lived in an adobe house? Well, like they had a lot of them out there. Um, they probably still have them out there, I'm sure. Cause my it, grandparents, my dad's parents lived and died in an adobe house. Well, they're, they're nice and cool. Oh yeah, they are. In the they summer. keep you cool in the summertime, and they're warm enough in the winter. It's a pretty yeah. in, ingenious. Uh, but anyways, they lived in an adobe house, and when I was little, um, never saw anything. Like I never saw anything weird in that house. I always felt really uncomfortable in the front room. Um, we always entered through the back, but the front was like the front door, like where the mail and everything was delivered. The front room was always kind of creepy. And I would always hear like what I thought were little footsteps whenever I'd be playing with my toys and stuff. Uh And so usually going to visit grandma and grandpa was pretty relaxing for me. I got away from a lot of things I didn't like in my life, like Mm -hmm. certain kids that I didn't like in my neighborhood and stuff. And so I was able to get away from living in, you know, wherever. And then when I was younger, real young, the monotony of living out in the country too, you know, and then, So over the years, I just really enjoyed going out and visiting them. It was always a pleasant time. But we had a neighbor that lived that, that lived down the street, a kid that I would play with. And there were two brothers. One was my age and one was just a little bit younger. And I remember them saying that they had a little goblin that Whoa. would come out and steal the little weapons off of their little men, off their little G.I. Joe men. toys and stuff. Yeah, and then the, the, the one day they found a hole in the back of their closet and that they stuck the, the, the holder brother, got the little brother <clears throat> to stick his hand in that closet and pull out whatever was Yeah, whatever there. was in there, and they found, they literally, this kid pulled out a couple of the little missing uh, weapons. Oh, for the toys? Yeah, and that... And this was weird. I mean, he said that 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 he reached back in there to grab whatever was in there, which is I wouldn't do that. I was going to tell him what's in <laughs> yeah. there, and something bit him. Oh, 
So he obvious reaction. The kid pulls his hand back and is like, eh, he starts crying. So and he says, yeah, but then he started crying, you know, and <clears throat> it's been so many years now. The kid's name was, uh, I believe, Chris. Yeah. And the, the, he and his little brother started crying. I think his little brother's name was like Bobby or something like that. Mm -hmm. and, and I so I thought that was really strange. And I always wondered any, if there was any truth to that story. And they said that they, they saw like this little goblin looking creature and it wore like a little red hat. Oh. I don't know what that is. That's There's a theme there. Uh, yeah. I'm and then I, I heard... So when I we went to to visit some friends that owned a store in Mexico in Candelaria mm -hmm. through Pinto Canyon, we'd go through the winding canyon, and I asked one of the adults that was there if they knew anything about these little creatures or whatever, and right. of course the duende, the duende, yeah. but though but the duende are actually a little taller, yeah, but that there's another race of 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 uh, creatures or whatever, and I believe they call them like rojo cabeza. Yeah, Which is like head. redheads, yeah. you know, but they have like little red caps, apparently. Yeah. Not just, they're not just redheaded. I think a lot of people would probably look at that, you know, with a little red cap. You, you know, we, everybody sees the little statues of the, uh, the gnomes, you know, and they got that little hat. And a lot of times they, they have them, you know, they have red hats on them. So, you know, that's, that's really interesting. I mean, you got all these different little creatures, but I will say this about these little type creatures that are humanoid in shape. You know, if we have all these different types of dogs, people are all different types of people. Why couldn't why not they different be? races yeah. of or, yeah, little people, little people, yeah. And so they 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 said that there was like, uh, oh man, th th a race of beings, you know. Mm -hmm. And now that th that whole that whole place over there in Candelaria, they had a store, and then up on this hill that looked like somewhere you couldn't even get to, there was yes. a cemetery on top of there. Yeah. And they they claimed that there were these little coyotes that could stand on their hind legs, and they moved around like men. Wow. Now I've talked about that on Vic's show too. Yeah, that my grandfather see, would see them. Yeah, you get to thinking about that. I mean, there's so many mysteries throughout this world that that we don't know of and unfortunately in today's world it seems like a lot of people don't want to know you know they, their minds aren't inquisitive they'd rather get stuck up you know stuck in their you know world where they're looking at you know what all the celebrities doing and all that nonsense versus going out and exploring what what's in your world i mean as kids you know you know just like i do you grow up out in the country and TV, they get caught up in the yeah in TV. The, TV was not an option, you know, to sit there all day in front of it. No, you you wanted to get now outside. they live in the in, in the world of fax machines and Nintendo Power Glove and cassette <laughs> tapes. Yeah, and it's easy to get caught up in the modern world. No, no, that's that's we're we're, we're thirty years behind <laughs> with that comment. Now we're in the VR generation with those VR yeah, gloves. I know. I'm and not stuff. living in the past, people. I know where I'm at. Hey, but I I'm did in, enjoy I'm in those 1989, things. right? This is where we're at. Cowboys are one in fifteen. Horrible. Horrible. 1979. No, Cowboys were 1-15 in 1989. Oh, no, but I'm in 1979. That's where you're at. They were awesome. They were awesome. Yeah, they, they were, were awesome. Ed Tutal Jones and, and <laughs> yeah. Harvey Martin. Hey, so anyways, the, the one thing that you're talking about, how people, they, it's, it's so hard for them in their mundane life, day-to-day -day life. You go to work, you come home, you go to work, you come home. When things start happening... When you because people are habitual people, people are yes. habit forming creatures. Yeah, creatures. When habit. things start to um, pop off, I should say, yes. it's hard for people to wrap their mind around it because they're like, "This is not the norm. This is not what's happening yeah. in the normal world." 
and it breaks the monotony of your normal world. And then it starts to be like uncomfortable because the the, the exchange for monotonous whatever is, is security. Yeah. You feel secure in your little you're world your and then zone. a little creature comes out and cuts a, a lock of your hair and then goes out the window because that's what happened it, yeah. in the next story I'm going to oh, tell really? you. Oh, really? Yeah, that's... Yeah, this story well, okay, here, this was a this guy one. that actually, he was a friend of mine. He's, he had a body shop mm-hmm. around here. I'm not going to say where, but he owned a body shop. He's a good friend of mine. I'm a good friend of my brother's, a good friend of all of ours. And he had a guy that worked for him. And he told me a very bizarre story because the guy that is one of my brothers that had the body shop, he's literally yeah. one of my one of my best friends. He said, tell him, tell Wolf your story because everybody knows I like to hear these stories. Yeah. And he said when he was eight years old that they lived in a house out in, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the town. It's right, out, right outside of, uh, it's in West Texas. I know that. Yes. Anyways, I can't remember the name of the town, but anyway, it's a it's a small town out in West Texas. Yeah, and I, I know I know that it's not that far from where I used to live. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name; it's on the tip of my tongue. Fort Stockton? No, 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 no. Big Spring? But, uh, Big Springs. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I almost yelled. I was I was I was trying to I was trying to say Dripping Springs. That's yeah. out here. Yeah. No, Big Springs. Yeah. Absolutely. And oh man, how'd you guess that? Anyways, it's one of the big towns out there. Yeah, it's, it's one of the bigger towns out there. I guess because yeah, there's not a lot of them actually. Yeah. I'm, you know. Yeah. Anyways, I couldn't remember the name of it, and I was I kept wanting to say Spring something, and I couldn't yeah. remember the name of it. Big Springs. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, there's there, there's a, a Big Springs is a pretty big town out in West Texas. It's not big, big, but it's it's where a lot of uh, they used to have a lot of cattle auctions yes, and things like did. that. Yeah. Yes, they did. A lot of livestock. It's big. They have a big livestock show out there. So, anyways, the, he lived out in Big Springs. And when he was a kid, he was like eight years old, something would come into the, the his room at night, oh. and his dad, unfortunately, would drink a lot. And uh. so his dad, he couldn't get up and go and cry to his mom and dad because his dad would be like, shut up, go back to your room. Yeah. His mom and dad were fighting. Uh, well, to make matters worse, he had this creature, this thing that would climb, that cl- the first time he saw it, it climbed in through his window. Oh. And- he opened his eyes and he saw it to his right and they had bunk beds. His yeah. sister, I guess was, she slept on the top bunk, uh-huh. always slept through these encounters. Never, never did wake up or anything. And that this thing came up to the side of his bed the first time and was like sniffing him. And this kid whose eyes were just barely open enough, you know, where you pretend mm-hmm. like you're asleep yeah. and you're not, he said he could see it. And he said it smelled like rotten garbage, and it had this awful, dead-smelling breath, mm. and that it was sniffing his head, and that it had a, a small little knife with it. Oh, man. And he was thinking, oh, my gosh, do I scream? Do I, uh, you know, do I kick it? Do I, what do I do? Uh-huh. And he said it was probably about two and a half feet tall. Oh, man. And he said that it was like up up in his face, like standing up, like kind of tippy-toed up in his face mm-hmm. type of, you know, whatever. And he said that it looked like it was leaning forward and it was just like inspecting him. And it had this little knife. He said it had a little pouch. And he said that, and he said, and he goes, I was not like, I was not into make believe. He's like, nothing else ever happened to me in my life other than this incident, you know? Oh, man. And he said that this thing like was like debating about whether it was what it was going to do to him. And then it turned the knife upside down to where it was like in a stabbing motion right, right, in a position and he said that it lifted its hand and at that point 
he opened its, his eyes wide because it scared him. Uh-huh. And the thing kind of gasped and backed up and then kind of looked around like, what do I do? Uh-huh. And then it just bolted. Wow. And he said that it, it, it just bolted out the window and he realized that the window had been opened, you know. Uh-huh. So there was a lock on the window, but he couldn't lock it completely. Right. So he said that one of the problems was that his dad, like he had asked his dad after that to please fix that. Mm-hmm. And his dad wouldn't do it because, oh, of course, man. you're dealing with an alcoholic. They're yeah. useless people, literally. And so he was just like, yeah, my dad's an alcoholic. He wouldn't do anything, wouldn't fix anything. I began to complain to my mom. When my mom actually brought it up to my dad, my dad hit her. Oh. So I just quit bringing it up. I just had no nowhere to turn. I couldn't do anything. It was a horrible situation. His little sister loved, luckily did not she never experienced, experienced any of this. Oh, wow. That's the second great. encounter he had, the same thing. This He heard heavy breathing. He turned over. He saw this creature. Now, this is when we get into the description of it. Okay. He said that it had greenish skin. Oh. Was also brandishing the knife again. Uh-huh. The knife looked like it was frail. He said oh, it looked okay. like a little frail knife. Like, it just didn't look like it would. Kind of what, made out of tin or something Yeah, like he said that? it wasn't real big, wasn't real uh, intimidating, but oh. it was a blade nonetheless, yes. you know. and. He he, I, you know, and I asked him, "Did you ever experience how sharp it was? Did it ever stick you or stab you?" He said, "Well, here's the deal. I, I never got cut on my skin with it, but it cut a lock of my hair." Oh. Well, yeah. The weird thing was that it was standing at the at the, the on the side of his bed, and that it brandished this knife, and he said that it had these eyes that were almost like a uh, orange looking. Oh. You know, he said, like, if you took, like, a red, the inside of the eye was kind of red, and it kind of illuminated it, but the rest of the eye was yellow. Oh, man. That it also, it's kind of bled in together, almost to be orangey looking. He said when he would see it at a distance, it almost looked orange, mm-hmm. but when it got up close, you could see the red in the middle, and he said it was just a, an, an ugly creature, Damn. and it had these jagged little teeth, that, you know, and he said it was just a horrible, and it had, like, this just gross-looking overbite. And he described it, and he said that they had like a little scar on its face. And he said, I saw it clearly once or twice, you know, just you could see it. The same little creature. <clears throat> yeah, and it, he had a nightlight. He said that he had a nightlight. Oh, okay, okay. And that, that whenever okay, these yeah. encounters would start, it would move toward the nightlight and look over in his direction and then unplug it or turn it off, I should say. And so when he said that it would it would un- unplug or turn off the nightlight, and then it would creep toward his bed, and he would always pretend like he was asleep because it was just right. examining him, you know. Mm-hmm. And he got a good look at it once when with the nightlight, you know, and oh. so he was like, what wow. is this creature? You know, what is what, what you got a good look at it, you know, and he said that in the dark, you know, in his room, it was really dark. You could just kind of make out the shape. But one time the, right. the nightlight, he saw it. Oh, OK. And so he he said that this creature would continue to come to his room. And eventually one day he woke up feeling something pulling his hair. And when he turned, this thing had his little hand. He said it had little claws little nasty dirty looking claws and that it cut a piece of his hair and then ran out the window again okay yeah and then and then he said that 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 most of the time it had like a little cap Mm -hmm. like a little dirty brown cap on its head but that one time it didn't and it had little bumps all over its head that looked like horns and like weird looking little little bat ears that stuck up so it, it, the 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 horns. I asked him about that. I was yeah. like, "Wow!" I was like, "Horns." Yeah, you know, I'm and, saying spikes, but I'm 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 thinking more. What probably what you're thinking? You know, they're like little rounded off, kind of spiky kind of thing, but not really horns. I I don't know what he didn't say that like? they were like thorns on its head. It wasn't okay. like um, they weren't pointy. Yeah, they weren't like 
Darth Maul or something, I guess. <laughs> I don't know how you would say. That's all I could think of. Who would have horns on its head? I don't Kinda like that. know. Yeah, okay. So I get it, but just bumps. They were, but but yeah, but the the way he, he described it was they were a little small, little like like but like they uh, were pronounced enough that he could tell that. Yeah, were, because the way he described it was that it looked like it had it, it had had horns, oh. which was weird. Like and maybe they were wore down or something. Oh wow, that, that because I, I did that. ask him about the horns, you know, and uh-huh. and it didn't it, he didn't say that they were pronounced or big. Wow, you know, and and that brings to mind, you know. The recurring thing, nubs. You know, nubs. I guess maybe? that's a way you yeah, word you yeah. could use, like nubs. Yeah. Okay. I'm, well, try, I'm, try, I'm trying to think of the word he used, like nodules. Nodules. Okay. 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 Right. Yeah. Like, so. Yeah, so yeah, that's, that's weird. You could say pronounced bumps, then. Mm-hmm. You know, but going back to to my thought that I was getting at is that the recurring thing. You know, I've been hearing from from these stories that you've told me about the little hat. Right. They're wearing a little hat. Little hat. You know, it makes you wonder. What if these, you know, maybe they're the wearing gnome? them because they have these ugly horns on their maybe. heads. Maybe, but thinking about the way a, a a gnome is portrayed today, you know, like people with garden gnomes, it's like this fat little friendly little thing with a red hat, with a red hat or a little green hat, whatever color they color them. But it makes you think, could it have been transformed over time? Legend, you you know what I'm saying? People seeing these sightings and then mm-hmm. somebody glamorized or romanticized, I think's the proper word, right? And they turn them into these little. Fat, lovable little things like you see in the cartoons about trolls or, or gnomes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, because... This sounds like a little goblin to me. And, and I have yeah. a, but why would a, a friend of a my... I, I don't know. I, I have That's a friend a of my uh, wife's. Um, I would have to go back and talk to her again about it. So she, mm-hmm. she's going to talk to her friend more about it out in California. Wow. And she saw a goblin. She Like a, a goblin? A goblin gnome? creature, yeah. And it involved like the dog chasing it. How big was how big she I, 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 That's what I'm saying. She's going to go back and talk to her friend about uh, it. So it's okay. like I have so, to wait on that story, but I will it. get that yeah. to you guys. The other thing I was going to talk about, we have a friend, and I don't know if you want to tell the story, if you remember, um, that he told us a story of like a Duende. Oh, that one. Yeah, that was that was, uh, that was was the witness. Yeah, we, we, let's just talk about his story. Well, just know, tell his story because we're not going to say his name or anything like that. No. Yeah, that was, just to let everybody know, that was the, a witness that we both spoke to. So this is why I can tell the story. Now, this guy claimed that he was working at a, well, a factory, and they had a warehouse. So it was in South Austin, and he said that a lot of the workers, they were hiring workers left and right, and then they would quit when they had to go back and work at the warehouse. Now, he said the people that had to put stuff in the warehouse. Well, that kind of work was done late at night. So he said after a lot of these people were quitting, they couldn't hire them, hire new people back fast enough. So one night the manager asked him to, hey, you know, you worked here most of the day. Can I have you for a little bit longer so you can help me take all this stuff back to the warehouse? So he said he didn't think much of it. And anyways, he volunteered to do it. And they went back there and, of course, for some reason, I'm not, I'm not, I don't remember exactly, but the manager couldn't go back there with him. So he said, so he decided to do it himself. And he took the inventory of the stuff back there and he went in there and he opened up the door. He went inside, opened up the door and then backed the vehicle up. And of course he goes in there to put the stuff back in. He gets everything downloaded from that truck and he goes to 
finish up his job, finish up the work, downloading, and then closing the doors. And then he had to go around and make sure all of the, the doors into that warehouse were secure because it was the last thing of the night. So when he did that, he went and got back in the vehicle. And right as he was getting back to the vehicle, he said he heard a crash. And so he, he said at that moment, he'd already heard the stories from the other people that had quit, so on and so forth, and all the talk around the shop, so to speak. And he thought, what in the heck? So, of course, next thing you know, you know, they get back the following day and the manager told him, hey, somebody broke in or so on and so forth. But all in all, this this continued a few different times. And one time the manager brought him back there to try because they were trying to figure out what was going on. They had video cameras in that warehouse and that warehouse got it on film. This witness told us, yeah, I saw the film. He said, I'm watching the warehouse and we got the video cameras on the doors. He said, we watched the door fly open. He goes, and we know they were locked. They flew open. And he said, as he's watching this one door, the manager points to the one particular door because obviously the manager had already seen the video. And he says, hey, check this out. And as they're looking at that video and that door had flown open, in comes running this little what do you say about a foot and a half, two feet tall? Yeah, it's just about comes, a foot and a half. Just, just shooting right in there. And, uh, and of course, the witness said, up until that point, I really didn't know what to think. He said, but as soon as I saw that, he said, he told that manager, no way, man, no, uh-uh, that, that, no. And the man, he said the manager turned and looked at him and said, yes, dude, yes. <laughs> and, and, and that's about, you know, the extent of the story that, happened to him because he never actually saw it but he did see the video of that little you know creature. what that's crazy that that story is crazy i remember we we sat down and talked to him mm-hmm. th- th- this is a story we got not too long ago but i'll, I'll give you one on that same region that same area over there that road mm-hmm. going down the road from there maybe the same type of thing it could be i mean a couple of friends of mine back in high school claimed that some little creature looked like a little man a little like one foot tall man ran out in front of their vehicle like oh. ran like ran and then they straddled it oh wow and then they looked at it in the rearview mirror in broad daylight and oh. saw it like run into the to the field oh man and they they always say they, i played football with these guys and they they just swarping down that that's what that was I, I'll, I'll tell you and then now i'll tell you another story guy that used to work for me i can't i'm not gonna say his name because i haven't been in touch with him in years but i when i first started getting my company going i was working out by the lake Mm-hmm. And I was working for millionaires out there. Oh, and uh, one of the guys that that I I worked with, he's got a lot of property out there. He's a very very wealthy person. But there was a guy that I worked worked with that worked for me, and we were having some weird stuff. My cousin was was working for me too, and uh, he kept hearing like stuff in the woods at night. And then my brother was working out there, mm-hmm. and after a little while, my brother started hearing it too, and they thought. Maybe it was just some sort of like animal or something. Mm-hmm. Um, this creature was a little bigger, though. I mean, oh, not wow. not that an animal. But I'm saying bigger than what these people are describing. These one foot tall or one little do, diminutive yeah. fraggles or whatever. <laughs> this thing was a little bigger. Now, one day, the guy that I was that was working for me, um, I'll just call him John. I don't yeah, know. Okay. We'll John, John was driving down the road, and he worked for us for a few months, and he said that he saw this thing climbing up onto the guardrail because there was like a little creek that you go over to get up to where we were at on Comanche trail right there. And he saw this guard, this thing on this guardrail go up the, the, 
like just lift its hand, lift itself up, like uh-huh. lifting itself up, putting its leg over. And the way he described it, he's like, if you took Gollum from the from like the from the Lord, Lord of the, the Rings, Rings and made him completely have no hair uh-huh. and kind of made his head a little bigger yeah. and his mouth a little more toothy. Yeah. Like with spiky teeth. Yeah. You know? He said, that's what it looked like. Holy moly. And now my brother and my cousin had both claimed, and another friend of mine that, that worked out there with us all had claimed that when they were sitting in their vehicles guarding the properties that were being built out there, wow. that they were hearing something that felt sound like it was running underneath their vehicle. Oh, man. Well, you know, when you think about their diminutive size of these little creatures, whether they're elves, duendes, dwarves, whatever you want to call them, slipping in and underneath vehicles shouldn't be much of anything, you know, to them. and part of it you know how people are human nature is out of sight out of mind so when you put that out there and you think about that a little bit more if you don't first of all you don't believe that they exist then you're not going to be looking for them in any way mm-hmm. does that make sense so out of sight out of mind and then comes the rest that follows after that because the more i think about this little people thing i'm, I'm also reminded about that video floating around on youtube about those guys that were in Indonesia, Malaysia, somewhere over there that, that they were riding those dirt bikes and they had that little person run out in front of them and they had their GoPro cameras on and they caught, you know, the clip and they chased it down until it took off into some high grass and then they couldn't catch it after that. That little diminutive creature they had in there, you know, some people speculate it was approximately three feet tall, maybe a little shorter. Well, you know, my wife showed me a video uh, not too long ago of a... um diminutive creature that these dogs were, were were trying to attack oh really and then it then it popped out to try to confront the dogs and it got blown away oh, by, but it was on the video and it oh, was wow. so weird looking and I, I just i can't tell you which video i'll have her show i'll send it to you just, yeah yeah send me the link man i'd love yeah, to see that and, you know? and so anyway that it's it's on youtube i know that and it's wow. and there's a lot of people have seen it but um yeah moving moving along here I got another story, a friend of a friend that I actually did talk to this person too. This was back Mm -hmm. in the early 2000s when I talked to this person. Folks, I'm going to tell you right now, if you think I'm full of crap, let me tell you something. All of these these stories, I've been collecting these stories for a long time. Since I was a young man, um, Mm -hmm. I've been interested in the paranormal and I've always, this has always been like a sideline to me, like a hobby to me. And so, especially when you do security and you get, you work down, I was working downtown at these clubs, you network, you meet so many people, nearly every person I have ever met, I've asked them if they have had anything weird happen to me. And if they say no, well, I can almost guarantee you they would tell me, but I know someone who has, and that's where I got all these stories from. And I used to have tons and tons of journals of things that I'd written down of these stories that I had gotten from various people. Wow. That's, but unfortunately I had a vindictive uh, ex oh. that threw some of them in the fireplace. Oh man! Of eyewitness accounts that I had gathered over the years that I, I tried wow. the ones I tried to remember to write down. But thank goodness I have a good memory because I can remember a lot of them. Well, that's and good, and man. so you know, plus you know every every time I go on the Vic show or do any kind of TV, you know, um, radio, whatever, I Podcast. get I get inundated with stories too, which yeah, is that's neat. Great, but yeah. th- 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 this person I talked to him in person. And I finally got to, unfortunately, just to get a story, I had to sit through a horrible, just an awful zombie movie. (laughs) (laughs) So he he and his girlfriend invited me and my friend to go to the movies or whatever. So we did. It was a terrible movie. I think it was that 
Walking Dead something. Oh, yeah. Not Walking Dead, but it was the one the, the 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 one where they were going attacking the Ivory Tower or whatever. It was awful. Oh, I don't remember wow. the, the name of whatever. It was just terrible. But anyway, I was there and I was watching this movie. And so as soon as it was over, I'm like, okay, so l- let's get to this story. Because <laughs> he had a whole tale to tell. And I hope I got enough time to do, tell you this story. Um, how much time do we got? We got uh, enough time for okay. this little story? I think we got enough right, time. Let's, let's the, the, this story, I, 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 another, I'll just tell you the, 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 the cliff notes, or I'll give you one good encounter from the wood. We can come back to this. He, they, were, they were remodeling a house. And I, I, I tell you, when you remodel houses, whatever's in there comes out. Okay. Yeah. A lot of weird stuff I've heard about people remodeling houses, ghosts, whatever kind of goblins are around, whatever kind of, uh, I mean, you're, you're stripping vermin, the- <laughs> spiders, whatever. It all comes out. We were in my house when I was a kid and I got stung by a scorpion three times. <laughs> oh, wow. Let me tell you. So wh- they were remodeling, they were redoing a house and my buddy of mine was, was helping them to redo the house. And so he told me they have a story, you know, a really creepy story if you want to get it. And so I I went and I asked these people about, yeah. you know, the, what had happened. Now, they had a little girl, and she, as soon as the remodeling began, yeah, the, there was like a wall that used to separate hers from, from another room. They they yeah. expanded that. They were expanding it and turning it into like a living area. Yes. And they were making it a lot bigger place. Bigger room. Knocking yeah. out a wall, basically. Basically knocking out walls. Oh. <laughs> and so she, the little kid was sleeping in that, that what was once the room or whatever, and they were just having to make do with what they were, you know, because they didn't really have anywhere to, to go to, to, to remodel, so they were right. all having to live Something where they were started to go and mess with her at night. Oh. And it would say bad things in her ear. <clears throat> and the little girl started talking about all kinds of weird things that she had no There was no way, no she, way could've... she could have known. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so whatever this was, she described it as a grotesque-faced leprechaun. Oh, my God. She kept calling it a leprechaun with an ugly face. So th- they actually got some pictures and, and asked her does it look like this does it look like that and she she picked out a leprechaun but made the like, like made the face uglier you know oh, wow. and said that it looked like that but it didn't have the hat but it did have pointy ears a beard and a weird looking ha- weird looking hair and it began to talk to her about arguments that the mom and dad were yeah, having that uh-huh. weren't even on that property like when wow. she was at school Holy moly. And it was telling her, your mommy's going to leave your daddy. Your daddy doesn't like your mommy anymore. And telling that they were fighting, you know, today while you were at school. And giving giving her the conversation. Sowing seeds of discontent. And it was so weird. And she had an older brother, but nothing was happening to him. There was nothing going on with him. And so I'm just going to leave it at that. I could go on more about that whole uh, situation there, but... Yeah, folks, there's some weird stuff out there. There's a lot of these little small entities, and, you know, we always get the romanticized, sanitized versions on television, but guess mm-hmm. what? You know, the, the truth is stranger than fiction. I've said that before, and I'll say it again. Absolutely. You know? So do you want to plug the email? Hey, the email, as everyone is heard at the start of this episode, doswolfman 88 at gmail.com 
Das Say Wolfman. Yeah, Say eight, again, eight at gmail.com. Yeah, send us your story. We want to hear it. If you have a, a strange story of a little creature, a little whatever, yeah. or a giant, whatever yeah, it may I be, mean, hit us up. Let us know. I mean, you know what? We're here. We're here to like try to get these stories out, and yeah. hopefully they'll inform, entertain, whatever the case yes, may be. And if you want anonymity, you got it. That's our first priority because we understand. Now, make sure you like and subscribe on yeah, our definitely. channel on YouTube definitely we definitely uh want, want people to to tune in every week come in and yeah, fridays at eight o'clock we're going to be dropping them like it's hot yeah <laughs> dropping <laughs> them like it's hot yeah, there you go yeah <laughs> so man i tell you what this has been really interesting because most people in general hear about these little creatures but people write them off it's just fairy tale see something in the corner of your yeah. eye and you're just like what was that i'm just gonna pretend like i didn't see it yeah you know? or they think oh i'm just seeing things or whatever they write it off because again like i said out of sight out of mind and then of course if they're out of sight out of mind you'll never think to look absolutely so anyways hey thanks a lot folks i'm glad you joined us we'll see you next time whatever part of the the universe you're from day or night good night good day sayonara y'all have a good one